If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Welcome back, friends, to another episode of the Joshua Project Podcast. I am stoked that you've joined us once again. I realized after four weeks, I've never even told you who I am. My name is Bryce, and it's a pleasure to be with you today. I don't really care much for the recognition, because there are many faces that go behind the scenes of putting this podcast together for you. Did you know that this podcast comes out every Monday? We try to prepare 10 to 12 minutes of encouragement and hope for your week that you can listen to on your way into work or perhaps even on your lunch break. So continue to call in 567-482-0107. We would love to hear your prayer request and your prayer victories, your answers to prayer. Ironically enough, this week I wanted to talk to you about prayer. And interesting enough, I've been struggling with that this week. The worries of this world and the anxiety have honestly gotten a better part of me. I find myself sitting in my depression and not reaching out to my God in prayer. But through some encouraging phone calls and fellowship and relationship with like-minded brothers and through the study of God's word, I have been able to pull myself out of this slump. I've decided to throw that worry, anxiety, and depression into the pit of hell where it belongs. That is not something of God, that is of the devil. And instead, I've put my focus on the truth and the promises in God's word. This is one of the things that we see throughout the book of Joshua, is that God is a promise keeper. And his word remains the same yesterday, today, and forever. One thing that I realized is that we must have a relationship in prayer. God wants to be in relationship with us, and that's the beginning to a prayerful, a meaningful prayer life. I mean, let's look at it like this. Have you ever tried to get something from someone whom you didn't have a relationship with? You don't have to sell yourself to God But God wants a relationship with you. That is why he sent his only begotten son that whoever believes in him may not die but have eternal life. And I want to talk about that word belief in today's topic. But first, here's your JP on the go. So here I am today with my friend Doug Tanser on the steps of North Coast Calvary Chapel. Doug, how you doing? I'm doing pretty well this morning. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Hey, so let's just start off with a fun question. What are you reading right now? 
Okay, well, last night we just finished um, by Danny Silk. Um, it's Loving Your Kids on Purpose. And it's a powerful book that has a whole paradigm shift of, um, of how to just keep a really strong connection with your kids um, and letting love be the be the thing that, that drives your relationship with your kids rather than fear of what could happen to them or what they're doing. Um, yeah, it's been, a, it's been awesome in our lives. A good book for anybody with kids. Solid. I'd, I'd say even if your, your kids are grown and gone, it's good. Or if they're, they're coming on the way. It's been something that's been inspiring us and challenging us at the same time. Hey, so this week we're talking about prayer. How has prayer played a role in your Christian walk? Well, prayer is one of the essentials, obviously, and it's evolved, you know, over the years for, for my walk. Um, it lines me up with the heart of the Lord. You know, sometimes you have this situation where you're like, oh, I can't figure this out, and uh, you take it to prayer, and all of a sudden you just have a different perspective on it because the Lord reveals a little bit of His vision. What, what you thought was important that this situation turn around, you actually see that possibly it's good to be walking through the situation right now because of what it's doing to your character or the characters of those involved. So um, I just really appreciate the peace that comes from it and the new perspective, yeah. When you find yourself in dry seasons of prayer, I know that I've found myself there many times. Uh, what have you found to be helpful in pulling yourself out of those dry seasons? Well, that's a really good question. And because, um, yeah, sometimes the seasons are dry and it's like, why am I here? Um, for me, I'm a visual person. And when I stop and try to picture myself in the throne room of the Lord, that, that visual picture of me in his presence that he's listening to me, that I'm basking in his glory is something that changes. It, it, it has a tendency to just <laughs> release the communication. Have you found that there are any prayers that are too small or too big for God? I've learned over the years that sometimes the things that we pray for um, is really not the things that the Lord's passionate about. The thing that I'm learning now about prayer is that um, God has a will, He has a way, and if I can tune into what He wants, those are the prayers that I want to have answered. Um, my will in this situation is so small compared to um, what His will and His desire is. So um, I'm trying to align my prayer life with his will. How have you seen the power of prayer manifest? Well, we've seen some pretty radical things. I've had the opportunity to see, like, people get healed right on the spot. It's pretty, I mean, that's pretty awesome. Um, I've also had things that, that um, we've literally been praying for years and years and just not seeing any advancement 
and then all of a sudden we'll turn a corner and this thing that we almost forgot about because we stopped praying for it is coming into fruition. Hmm. Um, because all the time we just see how the Lord is pulling on our heart in different areas and then we're getting little bits of confirmation here and there about where he is moving. So we're trying to follow the breadcrumbs as Mark would say. Yeah, very good. Well, hey, this has been JP on the go. As I drove away that day, Doug sent me an email and I thought it was worthy of sharing. He says that prayer is our opportunity to realign our thoughts and intents with the heart of God, to partner with him and speak into creation his will. I think that's such a great opportunity for us to partner with God in. We're going through a series right now at La Jolla Christian Fellowship on asking prayer, and I have been so encouraged by this series and God's promises to us. God even tells us that he knows what we're going to pray before we even ask. So we don't have to be concerned with fancy prayers or babbling words in our prayer. Just reread Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 6 where he teaches us to pray. This is not Jesus' prayer, but this is us being invited into a relationship with our Father. Give us today our daily bread. You might laugh at me, but I just had this realization not long ago that Jesus is the living bread. So give us today our daily bread started taking on a new meaning for me. Give us today our daily Jesus. Have you gotten your Jesus on today? How about taking on a radical prayer life? A life of prayer that we see modeled to us in scripture through Jesus or a man like Nehemiah. It says that Nehemiah's custom was prayer. That's what he was known for. I would ask, what are you known for? What is your custom? Mark chapter 11, Jesus tells us to ask in prayer. And this is the word that stuck out to me. To ask in prayer and to believe that you have received it. Our prayers must include a relationship with our maker and should be accompanied with belief, with faith. Webster's Dictionary says that faith is an unquestioning belief. That true faith is looking away from yourself and to him, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. These prayers, they kind of take on a different level of trust and power when they are prayed in relationship and faith. And all of this is really quite simple. The point of all of this, as we see in John chapter 14 these answered prayers are to give the Father glory. Really, there is nothing else behind an answered prayer than for the Father to receive the glory that is due to Him. So be sure, friends, to praise your Father to answered prayers. But would you also be sure to praise Him in the nose? We don't get everything that we pray for, even Jesus did not get everything he prayed for. 
go back to the Garden of Geshemin and we see Jesus praying, Father, take this cup away from me. Yet, not as I will, but as you will. So let's not act like the waves of the sea that are tossed to and fro, but let's ask and believe in our prayers. Let's not hold back from being audacious in our prayers. You do not have because you do not ask. But let's acquire the faith of the birds of the air and the lilies of the field. God provides for them. How much more would he provide for us as we go to our father asking him? With Jesus in our lives, the winds and the ways of this life will be affected by the power behind a righteous man's request. Because we approach this new prayer life in communion with our Father, and we have a desire to do what pleases Him. Ephesians 3 reminds us that He is able, He is willing to do immeasurably more than all we ask. So let's partner with God. Ask your father, friends, and believe when you pray. It only requires the faith of a mustard seed. Until next time, friends, would you pray for me? I'll be praying for you. I love you.